Welcome to Focus on 2025. I'm Michael Moore in Singapore. With me are my two partners, Chris Beaumont in Japan and Chris Riley in the United States. Focus on 2025's expertise is in the strategic development of leadership narratives so as to help business prepare for the opportunities that will emerge by 2025. And as we've talked in all of our podcasts, ethics, culture, and the power of transformation will be very much at the heart of the changes which are coming for all businesses. We've also talked about the fact that we are not in an era of change, but very much in a change of eras. And the fact that technology and longevity can lead to a flourishing society and improved productivity in ways that it couldn't perhaps in the past. So Chris Beaumont, what's your take on all of this? Whether it's technology or longevity or whatever, it's going to all change. And the overriding thing is that we need to have optimism and to embrace the future. But ageism, frankly, is going to increasingly become a global challenge, just as gender bias, racial bias, cultural bias. And let's be clear, it's wrong to evaluate people based on their age. At the beginning of my career, I was once interviewed for a job. It was quite prestigious. And one, one of the interviewers said, Aren't, don't you think you're too young? So I just said, why are you interviewing me and wasting all of our time? I actually got the job. So I think the prejudice is at both ends. But with regard to ageism, what's required is a new culture within companies, within society that, that says older people are increasingly active physically, mentally, they've got tremendous amount of emotional qualities. And if we ensure that we have a strong sense of purpose, then every generation can learn from them. And maybe sitting in Japan, I think maybe Europe and the West is behind that because I think in Asia, uh, the culture of, of respecting the age is something that you can learn from um, in terms of cultural interest and well-being. So in Japan, there's a concept called ikigai, Iki, life, alive, guy, it's benefit, it's worthwhile. So that's the akin to the Western concept of reason for being. But it's kind of much deeper because it's intimately a purpose of your life. And it's a purpose that all generations know. So there's no conflict of interest. And I think that that sort of thing is something that can take on a broader uh, cultural relevance. So the, the idea of not caring for a whole passive subset of the population that is dramatically increasing is bad on society. And how can we promote lifelong learning if we have a cutoff day at a certain age? So I think knowledge, experience, and a continuation of curiosity, that's what makes life worthwhile, living worthwhile. So purpose and continuity. Um, the experience and expertise of slightly elderly people can help create a more flourishing works, workplace. And then I would say for individuals, if you look ahead and you think, oh, I'm going to live 100 years, how are you going to plan it? It's much more personal because it's not the three stages that, that frankly, we grew up thinking was our destiny. It, it will certainly be very different going forward, but very exciting, Mike, if you're optimistic. It really is a change of eras and quite a dramatic change of context. 
Um, so Chris Riley, what's your thoughts on this? Do you agree? Oh, well, you know, I think, yes, of course I agree. But, and you've got to take a very positive point of view here, uh, especially given the average age of us on this call. Um, <laughs> take a look at the United States demographics just for a second, just for a brief second. The United States has been um, one of those countries in the West that actually um, has been having uh, more than a more than a two uh, fertility rate, i.e., the country's not been in demographic decline like Japan. Japan is leading the way. Hardly anybody has children there. That population's getting old. Same is happening in China. Same thing is happening in Italy, Spain, France, to an extent in the UK as well. But in the United States, this was not happening until recently. So the United States has always really, really liked young people, particularly after the war, particularly because of rock and roll and Elvis and all that kind of stuff. This has to change. So if you think that um, a career is typically 40 years long and when, and you retire when you're 60 or 65, and we're talking about a 100-year life, we're talking about a career that is twice as long as the career that you had before, twice as long. That's an additional 40 years of your life. And when you're young, if you like we were, apparently, back in the day, we could look to our career and we would be told this thing. This thing was like, today you're going to earn almost nothing, but in the future you could earn quite a lot. And that's not going to be the case. Um, some people will earn a lot more in their 20s than they ever earn in their 40s and 50s and 60s. Other people may earn a bit more in their 50s, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's not a growth curve. It's a wobbly line to the future. So I think this is really, I love this stuff uh, because it does demand positivity. And one thing I really love about business and being involved in business is if you're in business, you are positive. You actually think you don't set back, sit back and hope for the best. You actually work for the best. And I feel what's likely to happen is this squirrely period we're in right now, which is near of transformation, within which the culture venerates the young. Part of the transformation is to a culture that actually begins to adopt some Japanese principles, which is uh, uh, looking to older people for a bit more experience, a bit more wisdom, a bit more sensibility. Obviously, we all have it. Don't you agree, gentlemen? And, and, and I think it's going to be a really, 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 really big change. So I'm extremely excited by this, not just because I'm in my 60s, but because I think this is a very positive evolution of society uh, in which work doesn't define life. It's just part of a great life. So really what this means is that with individuals more in control and with more informed, informed choices, leaders need to continuously reinforce commitment to personal development. Uh, this in turn reinforces uh, an even greater urgency for strategic narratives which are grounded in a positive vision of sustainable business beyond 2025. And that is something we will continue to discuss on Focus on 2025.